I am so excited for today's episode. My guest today is Betsy Mikesell, CEO of Betty's Zipper Bedding. Betsy shares about how she came up with the idea when she saw a need without a solution as a young mom. She was able to quit her job as a hairdresser, and last year, Betty's cleared a whopping $45 million in revenue. Another part of Betsy's story is her journey from Utah to Nashville and what happened in the year prior. Betsy and her husband, along with their twin sons and another couple, were in a plane crash, and they all miraculously survived. The events and God winks surrounding that day is something you have to hear to believe. Betsy has a heart of gold and is truly someone who lights up a room with her big smile and even bigger heart when she walks in. So without further ado, let's get to it. Here's my conversation with Betsy Mikesell. Well, welcome to the podcast, Betsy Mikesell. Thank you. I'm so happy to have you here. I have been looking forward to this episode with you and for everyone just getting to meet you and know you. And It's your welcome. favorite episode, right? It's definitely going to be my favorite episode. <laughs> I just know I it. I made her say that. <laughs> uh, so I want to share how you and I met, which we were just saying was probably about a year and a half ago, mm-hmm. and we were at... Uh, I don't like to call them that, but kind of like an influencer, I guess, event. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know anybody walking in there. And uh, we were like decorating cakes. Uh And sometimes those type of things, I don't know if it's just women or that kind of industry, but sometimes those things can kind of be, people just kind of keep to themselves and nobody wants to kind of give too much or be the first one to initiate conversation. And so I was just like sitting at the table with my daughter and we were decorating this cake and no one was really talking to really much of anybody. And you just come in like bounding through the door, like a <laughs> ray of sunshine. And you sat down right beside me and you introduced yourself and you just started chatting and we kind of just chatted the whole time. I know, but I just we remember- We were best friends by yes, the end. <laughs> but I just remember thinking like, you were just such a breath of fresh air because you just Thank were you. someone who, you just didn't care and you just were like so friendly and- well, thank you. Uh, just very warm. So I loved meeting you. It's well, like, good. I thought it was so fun. Yeah. I felt like I had a best friend. Well, after. we kind of like shared our stories. Like you kind of shared this big story with me, which we're about to talk about. I shared my whole story with you about like moving to Canada and all our kind of like immigration and yeah. all that kind of story. And we were both like, wow, you have a really cool story. Well, Bye. like I just, I, I know. <laughs> no, but we ended up yes. connecting again uh-huh. several times. So that's what's fun. Yeah. Cause I feel like then like I can follow you on Instagram. So I know what's happening. Yes. Like I still know what my friend's yes. doing. <laughs> yes. Well, I'm super so. pumped to have you here today. So, uh, something people might not know just by hearing your name is you are the creator of Betty's, which you say people always think it's like your name, but I know I had no idea. It sounded so similar. <laughs> Betty's B E D D Y S Betty's zipper bedding, mm-hmm. which really is abbreviated for like bed ease, like E A S E. Yeah. Like ma- making your bed with ease. Right. One zip at a time. Make your bed easy. Zipper bedding, which not to be confused with a sleeping bag. Yes. Because I have to admit to you, when I first heard it, I was like, so like a sleeping bag? Is that yeah. what it's like? And it is absolutely no sleeping bag. So tell all of us, if you will, just kind of your story, how the idea came about. What did you have going on? So I had twins mm-hmm. with bunk beds and I thought bunk beds were the best idea because it would give you more room for them to have toys in their room or whatever. And I thought they were lazy. I'm like, you guys, it is not that hard to make your bed. Get up here. Let me show you how it's done. So I like remember climbing up there, like taking off my bracelets. And then I'm like trying to tuck around the rails. Yeah. I'm taking the skin off my knuckles. I'm like, 
why is nobody else complaining about uh-huh. this? You know, so I went downstairs, I Googled how to make a bunk bed because I'm like, Pinterest has the right. hacks or like, you know. Because you wanted it to look nice. Yes. So yeah. I, there's nothing. And then I was like, oh, I probably need bunk bed bedding. So I'm like typing in bunk bed bedding. I'm like, there's nothing. So I was a hairdresser at the time. So I was talking to my clients and I'm like, why is nobody else complaining about making a bunk bed? They're like, oh, we got rid of ours. Or someone yeah. else is like, we just throw a blanket on top. I'm like, no, that's not good enough. Yeah. Like I, I need a solution. So I ended up, I don't know, a few months later, I finally just went over, I got the boys' comforter. I got the biggest zippers I could, longest zippers I could find. I got some elastic and I took it over to my mom's house because she's a sewer. Okay. And I'm like, mom, I need to figure out how to make their bedding so that it will stay on their bed. So that was the elastic. And then the zippers, I'm like, that way it stays tucked in, but they need to be able to get in. So if I have a zipper, anyways, so we made my own version of Betty's and I remember telling my clients about it. I'm like, oh, I ended up just making some. (laughs) I just made my own. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, Betsy, that's actually a really good idea. I'm like, Mm -hmm. really? They're like, yes, I would buy that. So they're like, you should patent it. This is is such a good idea. So, I mean, it took me a while of people convincing me to do it. And And you're in Utah at the time. Yes. Mm -hmm. And my friend, who's my running partner, we were running partners for like 15 years. Mm -hmm. There were actually three of us. Um, Anyways... I would just complain every morning about something. And (laughs) one of the mornings was my bedding, you know? And so my business partner, she's, her name's Angie. And she's like, oh, we just like got rid of ours because I couldn't handle it. I'm like, see, we need to, we need to do something. Anyways, she and I have kids really similar ages and her youngest and mine were all, they were all in school all day. They were in first grade. And so she's like, I think I'm just going to go back to school. You know, I, it's not like I really have anything at home. Why not? And I was like, no, 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 no. You're my friend that we go to lunch with. I need you to stay home. I need you to stay back. Yeah. I know. Like, who's going to go to lunch with right. me? Right. And so she's like, well, what would I do? I'm like, well, we could do the zippered bedding. Wow. And she's like, okay. I'm like, it'd be a really fun hobby. Like, I literally told her it was a hobby. And so she's like, okay, that sounds fun. So anyway, she did go back to school, but not, I mean, we still got our lunches. You still got lunch. My idea of starting a company was like, we could go on business lunches. Right. That sounded so fun to me. <laughs> yeah, because like at the time, are you thinking, uh-uh. I should have a career, no, I should make I, money, I should, or were you just like, I'm I just like loved with what my I, kids? I loved what I did. I did mm-hmm. hair all day. It was fun. Yeah. I like got paid for yeah. visiting with and hanging out with my friends. I right. did their hair, but you know, yeah. it was so fun. So I really wasn't looking for anything different, but I was like, oh, this could be like a fun hobby. Well, we found out after trying to find manufacturer, first of all, your patent, it was like $30,000. And so you don't pay $30,000 up front. You pay several thousand up front, but then you continually pay as it goes, time goes on anyways. And then um, trying to find manufacturing. Well, we couldn't find manufacturing like the, the cheapest we could find here was $600 for a twin bed. I'm like, no one is going to pay right. that. That's insane. So anyway, we ended up having a connection with a factory over in China. So we're like, okay, let's get some samples from them. And they actually made some phenomenal samples. Mm-hmm. And so we're like this, our whole thing was like, we wanted to create bedding that we would buy ourselves. Like, I just don't want to make something. I'm like, it, truly our goal was if we make bedding for our kids, we have succeeded. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> we just set our goals really Good low. <laughs> Anyways, so we got a a purchase order and well, it was $250,000. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we do not have $250,000. But Shark Tank was at Vegas and 
Utah is really close to Vegas. So mm-hmm. I'm like, listen, I'm going to go down to Vegas. I'm going to get us $250,000. Just give me a minute. So I literally drove down. By yourself. With Gentry, my husband. Okay, so let's back up for a second. When you are like, hey, Gentry, I have this idea. He was encouraging I'm make me. betting. Okay, he yeah, was. He, he's okay. like, yeah, I think it's a really cool idea. I think you should do it. Yeah. But maybe we're like dreamers too. I don't know. Right. So anyways, we I go down and I get in line and I get my audition and I killed it. No. Anyway, the guy's like, it's a really good idea. Yeah. It's, obviously, I'm not meeting with the sharks. It's like the previews, you know? Okay, so you have to do a pre-thing first? Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. So anyways, he's like, that's a really good idea, but the sharks are going to eat you alive. You have to sell something. <laughs> I was like, they won't just give oh, me the money. because you need to have like some proof that yes, you have a market. Kind of a proof of concept, right. too. So I'm like, okay, well, the only other idea I had was of doing this Kickstarter, which is a crowdfunding platform. So essentially, if you're not familiar with Kickstarter, it's like you present your product and people can back it, which is like pre-ordering maybe a Betty's or, um, you know, and so that was good for us because we could, A, fund our $250,000 purchase order. And it was also a way of proving that it wasn't just our friends and family that wanted the product. So you like put it out on their website, Mm -hmm. basically. Yep, yep. And then we just... Um, advertised on our personal social channels. Like I paid $0 in marketing because I didn't know how, Mm. you know? So anyways, we ended up, our goal was to get $100,000 on Kickstarter. So we did $108,000 in 40 days. So we funded, which left that other $150,000. So each, my business partner and I each took $75,000 on our home equity line because we tried going to the banks and everyone's like, oh, banks will give you loans because you're a woman-owned business. They lie. They will not give you money. They want, they will give you $20,000 for your first child Mm. and that's it. Like it's terrible. So anyways, so it's just easier for us to take money on our home equity line. And it was kind of like go big or go home. We have to do this at this point. And really, I think this is where it was so good. I had no clue in business because had I known like (laughs) the amount of times I would have failed, I probably wouldn't have done it. But at this point I'm like, okay, what's next? Okay. I just need to do this, you know? Yeah. So we got our first order and we delivered it. And do you know that anyone that was kind of local to us, we drove it to their house because shipping was so, <laughs> so expensive. expensive. Yeah. Like, I love that. People are probably like, oh boy, uh, they're bringing it to our house. No, But it I was love cool it. too, yeah. as dumb as that is, it was cool to like meet our people like right. that were supporting us, you know? And um, were all your orders for the most part kind of local or were you I would having- say a good portion okay. because it's kind of like- um, you know, our friends and family would share on social media and then they share to their friends and family. So mm. it did, it really did start in Utah. Anyways, one of the first houses that we went to, the woman had a son with Down syndrome and she's like, could you put it on his bed for us? And I was like, okay. So we like go in and we're like putting it on his bed and he's going crazy over it. Like, he's like, oh my gosh, like, I love he's it. So he was happy. so excited. Yeah. And I'm like, I didn't even think of it as like a solution for special Mm -hmm. needs. Like it was so cool. She was like crying and just getting emotional about the fact that he can now make his own bed and just gives him independence. Mm -hmm. So it went from like me being vain and having a clean room and a made bed to it was like helping people, you know? And um, I remember the first email that we got about it. And this woman's like, I need you to know that for seven years, I have to hold my son tightly to go to sleep. And he's got um, sensory processing disorder. Mm-hmm. And, and she's like, I zipped him up in the beddies and he went to sleep immediately. She's like, you don't know how life-changing yeah. that is for oh, me. And I'm like, I love that. It was so cool. I was even thinking when I got mine and I put it on uh, my son's bed and I, 
that's why I wanted to be clear to say like, it isn't like a sleeping bag. The whole top literally can zip right off uh-huh. if you wanted to. But when I was doing it, the zippers are big. The poles on the zippers are big. And yep. the first thing I thought of, not just for little hands, but these would be great. I was saying to my mom for like people, elderly people who oh my have gosh. arthritis yes. or mobility issues. Yes. Because I think it's true, like the independence uh-huh. that people lose, either if they have some sort of disability or as they age is huge in terms of mm-hmm. like confidence. So I don't know. Have you heard? Yes. Okay. That we, people? one of our, one of our like cutest customers, he would come in, he bought like four or five sets and he's like, it is life-changing. He and his wife have arthritis. Okay. And he's like, we can make the bed and it's so much easier. Wow. But like my grandma, she was 89, 90 and um, living with my mom. And my and so my mom just had a twin size on her bed, but she would get up in the middle of the night and her bedding would fall off. Mm. Where with Betty's, it would stay on the bed. And my mom's like, I don't worry about her tripping and falling oh, in the middle of the night. Yeah. So kind of random, huh? Okay. But it's it was cool because I'm like, oh, like my vain idea turned into like helpful things. But it wasn't, I mean, I get what you're saying is a vain idea, but it was also like, it was as a mom, you had a need that wasn't being filled and Mm -hmm. you were like, okay, well, I might as well fix it. Which I think probably a lot of women at some point have an idea that would be like, oh, this is, this would be Mm -hmm. so helpful, but they don't know where to start or or how how to to go past. It's true. It's like, it just kind of lives and then dies in their imagination. And Mm -hmm. so- that's why I think it's important for you just sharing like what those steps are. Like, okay, the bank wouldn't help me. Maybe, yeah. maybe for, maybe it's changed now. I don't know. Probably no, not. It yeah, it's not. not. <laughs> they will not give you money if but you Kickstarter is available to anybody. Yeah. And there's another one like Indiegogo. So there's several options. And I would say to do that because a lot of times when it's like your friends and family around you, they're like, oh, this is such a great idea. You should do this. And because they're your friends and family, they do think it's a good idea, but maybe the general public doesn't. So right. it's a great way of testing the market. Okay. So then you found, then you find a manufacturer. Mm-hmm. You have to yep. find someone to make yes. your product. Yep. Did yep. you and did you when did you patent it? Because you did. So we it. were patenting it as we're looking for manufacturing. Oh, patent okay. is like the first thing you want to do because you want it like locked in. Because what if the idea slips out through yeah. somebody? We had to have like all of our manufacturers sign NDAs. It's a non disclosure agreement, yeah. so they can't share. Um, anyway, so yeah, you want to, if you have a really good idea, patent, I think is the first step. Okay. And then, so you got your Mm $250,000 order. Yep. And then we we fulfilled and we started carrying those in your trunks. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. Oh my gosh. Can I just tell you one quick story? Yes. Okay. So the product is literally on the water being delivered to us. Right. And the company's like, who's your broker? This is in year what? What year? 2014. 2014. Okay, that's what I saw. First Mm -hmm. order, 2014. Yeah. And they call my business partner and they're like, who's your broker? And she's like, "Um, hang on, I need to get that number. Let me call you right back. (laughs) She Googles broker. (laughs) What is it called? Some kind of broker. Anyway, she Googles it and she's like, calls me. She's like, Betsy, did you know that we had to have a broker for this? I was like, no. What does a broker do? I don't know. It's the one who deals with all the customs and all of that stuff coming in. So anyways, she was just standing on the dock waiting. She was just going to accept the order. Oh, we also <laughs> thought we could put it in our garage. Like oh, if you yeah. knew how, how big- many sets does 250,000, that's a lot of sets. Yeah. Yeah. It, no, no, no. It was like, you you know what? Nobody's asked me this. And no. I want to say it was like 1500 sets. That's a lot of sets. It's a lot of sets. Like that's not fitting in your garage. No. So where did you Mm-mm. put it? So we also had to find a shipping fulfillment center. <laughs> so some lady on Facebook messages me and she's like, you realize you have to have a place. And I was like, cause you're yeah. posting about all this stuff you're doing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And like, 
where are these people coming from yeah. out of the woodworks to help us? Yeah. Like people were so good. They're, I read somewhere that you said you felt like Utah was a great place to start a business because it everybody is. there is so entrepreneurial minded, yep. encouraging, mm-hmm. supportive. All the best businesses come out of Utah. I'm yeah. not kidding. Like, yeah. and food. They make, they always like have I've really never good, been to Utah. You, we're I gonna, know. We're going to go. I, we're going go. to go. What's that beautiful um, lake? Lake Powell? Yes. Yes. I want to go yeah. there. And get the, All wait, of what's it. the soda shop? Swig. Swig. You've got to go. Yes. I've never been to Swig. Well, because I've never been to Utah. Maybe you need to come to Utah. Yes. Okay. I would love to. Okay. So, and yeah, all the best things come out of Utah. And the people were so helpful. And I think people just saw that we were like clueless because like, I'm a hairdresser. My business partner is going back for a psychology degree. No business background (laughs) from either of us. But it was almost like you just lived in a state of kind of ignorant bliss almost. Exactly. Like with the best of intentions. Like I said, like, had I known how many times we could have failed, I would have like not done it. So it's good that I didn't know. So you get the warehouse, mm-hmm. you've got 1500 sets mm-hmm. into your warehouse. You've made it through customs. Yep. You're kind of delivering, shipping. Yep. He's shipping some, out. and then we're just packing some in our cars and delivering them to people that we're local. Okay. And so, then how are you like, wow, this is bigger than we thought? Yes. Okay. Yes. Like I already thought we had succeeded. In fact, this is the dumbest thing. And I shouldn't tell people, but it's like it's actually true. It's fine. It's a So I was like here. telling my business, I'm like, oh my gosh, do you know that if we sell $100,000, because it seemed like a ton to me, right. we should like get lipo. Like, <laughs> the, like why do you? Well, because it's like, sounded like a great idea. Anyways, what oh. I didn't realize is when you make $100,000, you don't get to keep that. No. All it does is pay down your debt and then you mm. need to make another $200,000. Yeah, Gentry was like, I'm going to need that money back. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And then, because we had to make our next order, like, right. dear Betsy, were you just thinking we'll we just never do got one lipo. order? I never got. You never lipo. did get the lipo. It's okay. I mean, you don't need to <laughs> have the lipo. You don't need to have the lipo. But you know, like it just sounded so cool. I was like, I could afford this. Right. If we make a hundred, but you you can't. You can't. So, did you ever think I'm going to keep ordering, or did you ever think it it's just like, going to be one one time, one I big didn't huge think order that far ahead? Right. You know, like. I didn't, I mean, I thought it would be a successful business. Yeah. Obviously that's why I did it, but I didn't like logistically think through like, we got to make another order. Like a lot of other Were you, did what, so were you still uh, cutting hair or doing hair at the time? Uh Oh yeah. So I did hair for like the first three years because Betty's was making $0. It was costing money. Mm. So like, um, I would start hair at like 6 a.m. My kids would like make their own lunches to get to school. And then I would do Betty's from like 9 to 12 or else like 12 to 3. And then I would do hair again at night. So like I was going crazy. Mm. When I'm telling you like it was me and Angie that did everything in Betty's, it's true, for years. So there must have been some part of you that knew it was something to put that much work into it. Yeah. Like there must have been some part of you that was like, this is... Well, I just, reason I'm doing it. Yeah. And it was like, we've kept getting that far in. I had to keep going. It's yeah. like, I had, I've got $250,000 into this. I've got to do the next step. So yes. Right. Yeah. So it would have been really hard to have that as your full time. Oh yeah. Cause you wouldn't have had any income. No, no. And then three years in, so we start paying ourselves. Like, I want to say it was like a thousand dollars a month, hardly right. anything. And Gentry is like, Betsy, how much do you pay to this fulfillment center? And we told him and he's like, I could do that. He's like, I could buy a building and I could ship out your packages and would save us money. Because the fulfillment center is what? Accepting the orders, Uh taking the orders and and shipping them. Yep, yep. So anyways, so he and my business partner, Angie's husband, Greg, decided to buy a building and start the fulfillment, which was awesome because they all, 
We didn't pay them for the first. <laughs> I don't even <laughs> they didn't know. Get any money. <laughs> no, no. But it, it like gave Betty some freedom to buy more product. So mm. it's like we were kind of floating money between the two companies, yeah. which was so so helpful. I didn't realize like what a big deal that was. And so, and anyways, but it's been really cool because then it's like a family right ordeal. Like Christmas time. Oh, all of our kids were packing packages, like working. The first at, year. Oh, the first few years. Wow. Like I think maybe the last two Until years. last year. <laughs> Truly. It's really true. Well, you might as well. I know. Bring them all so, in. Yeah. When did you, when did you like without a doubt say, okay, I'm onto something. Like, was it in that first three years or did it take money for you to know that? Yeah. So it was actually, this sounds so dumb because you're so hyper-focused on what you have to do. Like Mm -hmm. there's so like, there's this like mountain of things. And I'm like, I feel like I'm at the bottom of this mountain. I'm never going to make it up there, you know? And so I never looked back at how far I'd come. And so Mm. we were in China and we decided to go see the Great Wall. Oh, you went, so you went to China? Oh, we went like three times a year. We wanted, because it was really important to me. I had heard so many negative things about working Mm -hmm. in China and the sweatshops and all these things. And so, no, it was really important that we had a really good factory. Yes, yes. And it wasn't like child labor or something. Um, We have a really good relationship with our factory. And in fact, when we went on the Great Wall, it was our factory owner. She took us to go mm. on this like little trip. Anyways, it was so cool. So I remember climbing up the stairs and I turned to Angie. I'm like, Betty's got us here. Like yeah. it was it was the first time that I realized that we had done something, mm. you know? So that was I like, that. it was like on the Great Wall. That's my, that's my memory. And that was like when I felt like I had gotten somewhere. Wow. I love that. Yeah. It was cool. So how many employees do you have now? 30, I read? We have like 58. 58? We had probably 30, 25, 30 last year. So we've hired a ton in the last two years. We just did our ninth birthday party when I was in town last week. Mm -hmm. And um, we had everyone stand up. We're like, if you've worked here for five years, if you've worked here for four years, like, and truly all of our employees came in the last three years. Like we had maybe five people is before the, that. Is the only plant still in Utah? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. That's not yeah. changing. So, well, our original reason why we came out here is to open up a fulfillment center out here, mm. but we ended up having to expand in Utah for office space. And then that was such a big undertaking that we, it's kind of pushed this one off. We'll probably start another year or so. When did you leave hairdressing? Three years in. Three and it was finally in. to the point where it's like, I just can't do it all, you right. know? I love that for yeah. you. Um, so we, I do want to get about get to you moving to Nashville, which is when you and I met. Nice. Um, but another part of your story, which really doesn't have anything to do with Betty's, um, I, mean, I guess it's all kind of connected, yep. uh, was a story you told me that day that we... Yeah. Actually, it wasn't the day we met. That's not when you told me the story. You told me the story at lunch and at... Um, the food hall oh, with Jaslyn. And yeah. you said something. Oh, because Jaslyn was with me. That's you why. You said something about this is her first time flying since the plane crash or since our plane oh, crash. That's and I right. kind of like spit my drink out. I'm like, I'm sorry. And I was like, oh, it's fine. Like, you don't have to tell me about it. And you're like, no, 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 I'll tell you about it. Yeah. And you told me that story. Yeah. And I just was like, wow. I mean, yeah. this is just, it is one of, I've probably in person the most miraculous story I have. Mm ever, ever, ever heard. Um, and I would love you if you're fine with us yeah. to kind of tell us that story, yeah. which was August, 2020. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Life was good. Like yeah. I felt like it was COVID. Um, mm-hmm. so 
we were working from home a ton, but Betty's was doing well because people were buying bedding because they were sitting at home right. and they were realizing that they didn't like their messy beds. Yeah. So I felt like life was good. And that's always what happens, right? You're like, mm-hmm. oh, life is going well. Mm-hmm. All and my then, dreams have come true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, my friend Jaslyn um, lives in Roosevelt. And so we were going down to- in Utah? Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. It was like three hours away from my house. So we went down to go visit her. Um, it was for another YouTube thing with, but long story short, I'm just gonna tell you this part. So we were hanging out with them and- uh, Shad, Jaslyn's husband, is like, hey, we should take you for a plane ride. It's beautiful. The skies are so clear. You'll be able to see everything. Like, you are going to love seeing Roosevelt from the air. And we're like, uh, we're kind of nervous about small planes. But like, I remember calling my daughter and she's like, mom, you guys have to do it. Okay, first of all, I'm like, I need to say, I'm like scared of going, like looking over banisters. Like, so- You have a fear of heights. Y- yes. And this like, was how many passenger plane? A six passenger. Six passenger. Mm-hmm. So- it was um, Shad and Gentry up front, and then me and Jaslyn in the middle, and then my twin boys in back. Who were how old at the time? They were 16. 16. Mm-hmm. And so we go up in the air, and it's beautiful. Well, let's stop for a second, okay. because you're leaving out a really, really big part to the story. Um, so first of all, if people don't know, your family, well, still, but at the time as well, had like a YouTube channel. Uh-huh. So you had yep. like a family YouTube thing. So you were and doing Instagram stuff. So you were still documenting and recording yes. a mm-hmm. lot of the stuff. Yeah. And that day before you went up in the air, both uh-huh. you and Gentry, kind of even on your own, were recording things and yes. almost... I mean, I hate to say making a joke, but- being, We were, okay. 100%. Okay, you said it. Yeah. Making a joke, being sarcastic, like- guys, I don't know. I kind of like my life. I don't know if I should go. Like Shad wants me to, to go up in his plane. And but we were sarcastic. Like, you were being but the, sarcastic. But people are yes. like, that's total, all that foreshadowing. And I was like, yeah. no, we didn't have a gut feeling that anything, like we were, there was the nerves, but yeah. we were having fun. And at one point you took a poll on, Instagram. on your Instagram story and yeah. said, should I do it? Right. And how many, 79% of people said yes. Yep. And then you say into the camera, what did you say? I'm like, do you guys not care about my yeah. life? Yes. <laughs> and Gentry was saying like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if this is a good day like to go up and Shad, you promise nothing's going to happen. Uh-huh. And he was like, I promise nothing's. There was so much Oh yeah. foreshadowing, which is crazy. And also I will tell people here because I have seen it uh-huh. um, is that it's on YouTube. Yeah. Both the plane crash because you were recording because uh-huh. you were doing this YouTube mm-hmm. thing. And so the plane crash is up there. If they Google uh, Mike Sell family, family plane, plane crash. crash. And then also another video, which is the plane crash, but then it's one year later, mm-hmm. which is you going back to, to the, the scene. scene. So uh-huh. I just want to do interject with that part. Yeah. You left out a lot yes. of that crazy. I know. That's, I know. It is it's, crazy. And it's crazy that it's really all in that video. I mean, it, it's hard to watch, but uh-huh. even like you and I were just kind of sitting here watching a little bit of it and you were, I could tell, kind of like tearing up and I know. I'm feeling so nervous and I wasn't even, yeah. even there. I think it's just because I feel like when I re-see it, I like remember the miracles that happened, yeah. you know? Like you start to just be like, oh yeah, yeah, that happened, that happened. And, yeah. and maybe it's my way of like- Deflecting dealing, almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so we're up in the air. And it's beautiful and we're having a good time. You're not nervous. I'm nervous. Yeah. I was nervous. Because it's tiny. It's a yeah. tiny. Moment. Yeah. And um, and then all of a sudden we're coming around the, the corner and we're coming over Moon Lake. And that's where they were so excited to show us because it's such a beautiful mm-hmm. lake. And you can you can see on the video the propeller just kind of like stops and you know, like sputters a yeah. little. So and then you hear Shad just say, 
something's not right. And Jaslyn smacks him because Jaslyn thinks that he's just playing for Joking. us. You know, like, yeah. yeah. And so she's like, Shad, knock it off. Which you can hear in the video. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'm not joking. And so I remember at that point, I was just like, he, he's like, okay, you can hear him like checking things. And what you can't hear is Jaslyn and uh, Boston both start saying a prayer. And I remember- your boys were behind you in the uh-huh. back. Yep. And then, so Boston started saying a prayer. Jaslyn started saying a prayer. And then I just remember like closing my eyes and holding the seat rest in front of me. It was like, mm. which is so weird because I'm a screamer. Like if you like go boo, yeah. I will scream and fall to the floor. But you said it was just silent. Like uh-huh. it was just so quiet. Peace. There was like peace. And it's funny, be- not funny. So many people have messaged me and they're like, who've lost loved ones in mm. plane crashes. And they're like, watching that video actually brought peace because I worried about how they were oh, wow. as the plane crashed or as the plane was yeah. going down. And so- Because you imagine this panic, probably uh-huh. from movies. Yeah. Watching yeah. it in movies. And it was like, there was something else there. You know? So he says- We're going to- he, he says like, I've, I, we're gonna I've have lost to the land. engine. We're going to have to land. Uh-huh. And in your mind, are you like, okay, it's fine. We're just mm-hmm. landing, not where mm-hmm. we were supposed to. Or are you thinking that means we're actually- crashing. I just remember being like, this is so weird. But I was like, I thought this was going to happen. I don't like the, you know how you kind of like go yeah. to that. And then I was like, it's fine. I, I, I we're just, and I just remember like, I'm just going to hold on tight. Like, I don't know. I, there was a moment too, that I was like, should I call Alyssa? Like my daughter right. who wasn't with us. There were dumb things that also go through your head. Um, because, and your boys are behind you. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're not just talking about you and Gentry, but also your boys. Oh yeah. Yeah. So anyways, you can see it. And Gentry is, who's also super an anxious person. Mm-hmm. He's like, um, everyone relax, relax. It's going to be fine. Just relax. And um, Shad says, it's going to be hard. And then the impact and then the camera goes black. But if you watch the video, what I actually like got me the most was um, somebody tagged me on Instagram afterwards mm-hmm. and she had written a post and the words uh, that she's saying on that video is mm-hmm. what her post said. Mm-hmm. And it was like, so cool. Because it's like, there was like a piece of heaven there because the mm-hmm. amount of things that went wrong and the amount of things that went right and like we right. were saved, you know? So, um, because they said, what if the, if it had been 45 seconds earlier, we wouldn't have, we, no we would, one would have seen where you went no, down. No, no. Like there was no people there. We crashed in front of an EMT. I thought it was interesting when Chad said, um, when he was talking in the video the year later about like why he landed where he did. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, I was aiming for the highway, but I I think he said I couldn't get there. Uh And then he thought about the beach and he thought, well, my wheels probably wouldn't do great on the beach. But then I also thought about all the people on the beach. Uh So like, even in that moment of thinking I need to save these people, he was also thinking about the other thing he said that maybe wasn't on the video that he told us that I swear it was that day is he's like, um, there, it was like somebody slapped me across the face and said, if you land in, this, in the beach, you'll flip and kill the boys. Mm. And so that's what we were just above that. When you were going down, mm-hmm. the la- one of the last things you can hear in the video is he says, hold on, because we're probably we're going flip. to flip. Mm-hmm. Which in the video, it's, it's crazy because it really it is. It's like this sense of calm. Like I... Mm-hmm as a viewer, I'm thinking, why are they not screaming? Why are they not saying, what do you mean we're going to flip? What do you mean? What do you mean? But it's so calm. And he just says, hold on, because we're probably going to flip, which really at that speed, Uh a plane that size, if it had flipped, could have been- We would have not made it. And just the thud that it, I mean, 
I wouldn't really say it landed. It, yeah. It crashed. Crashed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it landed slash crashed. So yeah. it was in a field. Uh-huh. A dry field. A dry field. Mm-hmm. And tell us about the guy um, who was that that saw you at the campground. So Andy, he was the EMT, and he was late checking out. But he also wasn't that. He just happened to be an EMT. Yes. Like he wasn't your EMT no, that was coming to just, save you. Yes. He looked out to the lake for its last time because it was just his favorite view. And all of a sudden, there's this clearing in the trees and that's right when our plane went by and he's like that's too low and too quiet Mm. and so he just watched and saw us crash and he yelled at his two kids who are emts in training and he's like let's go and it was about a mile jog from where he was to where we crashed so there was another there were several people that had seen it and came right to us so the the plane crashed and i was we were all knocked out and i remember coming to and apparently I was screaming gentry and Jaslyn is like, can't you go out the door, you know, to you? Yes. And do you I, remember, sorry to interrupt. Do you remember hitting the ground? Yeah. I remember feeling that. Ugh, and like, I, that's when I broke my ribs. Okay. So anyway, so I hop out of the plane and I'm running around. But the thing was too, is I couldn't see. So I couldn't see from like, why couldn't you see? I don't know. I don't oh. know if it's part of the concussion, but okay. I couldn't see that whole day. It was like, I couldn't see my feet. I couldn't see anything below me. I, I didn't know there was water. Like, so when I, I didn't realize the water was so close to us until mm-hmm. the year we went, the year later when mm-hmm. we went back. So anyways, Gentry is upside down. The, his door had opened and he's laying upside down unconscious out you, of the door. The plane kind of landed more on Gentry's uh-huh. side, right? And the engine came in on him. So his mm-hmm. legs were trapped. And so I'm just screaming for help and people came and I'm just trying to lift Gentry up because he's not breathing. I'm yelling at him to breathe. And Are the people coming from the campsite? Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. And I just remember the Nutty Putty Cave movie that where the guy had died because he was upside down. So in my mind, all I could think of is I've got to get Gentry up mm-hmm. so that he doesn't choke on his blood and suffocate. So I'm yelling at him to breathe and I... I remember like I had lost feeling in my arms too. And I don't know if that was something. Mm -hmm. So he's like, I couldn't, I didn't have my normal strength. And Mm -hmm. this guy, Josh had come up, he had ridden his bike up and I'm like, can you help me hold him? And my son Brock was, um, he was trying to help pull the door open so we could get Gentry out. And he just, he saw the blood and he just took his shirt off and he threw it to me. And he's like, this is for dad. And, Mm -hmm. um, cause who was bleeding? Gentry was bleeding. Gentry's bleeding all over. Uh Mm Uh-huh. And so then, but then, the people were just trying to get my boys away from the accident. Immediately, Shad couldn't get out. He knew he couldn't fill his legs. So Shad stuck. He's aware. He's turning off whatever oh things gosh. that need to be turned off. But there's fuel, just a pool of fuel underneath Gentry. So um, Andy, the MT, gets there, and he's, like, assessing the whole situation, and he's, like, telling them to call for, like, he's saying all the code words or whatever about calling for the helicopters. And... um he's like, don't move him. And I'm like, we have to get him out. This plane's going to start on fire. And then that's mm-hmm. when he saw the fuel, fuel and he's like yelling at people to help cover the fuel up. And they had to move the engine to be able to pull Gentry's legs out because his legs were so broken underneath the engine. But in order to get to him, they had to get Shad out first. Oh, so it was his side was in the ground, mm-hmm. basically. So they were, it was just, it was just a how long until the EMTs came, like the ambulance or? So this is another, I'm, when I'm telling you there are miracle after miracle, so EMTs there, like miracle number the one. Campground, yep. um, the closest hospital is an hour and a half drive away. Oh. So 
there were three ambulances doing a training 15 minutes away. They came and literally came to save us and the people didn't know how to do um, an IV. Mm -hmm. So guess who did the IV? Andy. The EMT. Yeah. Because yeah, even though he's an EMT, he probably didn't have his stuff with him. No. So I'm like, how are there yeah. the vehicles to take us away? Because it took an hour and a half for LifeLight to get there. Oh, an hour and uh -huh. a half. Yeah. And the only reason why I know that is because so many people took video and they all have timestamps. So you can see mm -hmm. when we crashed to when LifeLight got there. There's no cell phone service where we were. So there was a lodge. So people had to run up to the lodge and use the phone up there and call. And um, so they... This is like another random story, but um, the lady, she's like, can I call someone? I'm like, you need to call my daughter and let her know what's going on. So she called my daughter. Well, she didn't answer her phone because she didn't recognize right. the number. So she left a message and is like, your family's been in a plane crash. Well, she thought maybe we were pranking her. I'm like, Alyssa, oh my gosh, I would never right. prank you for that <laughs> ever. Yeah. And so anyways, but before she called back, she's like, mom, it was like, I felt something like on my shoulder and saying, mm -hmm. your dad's going to be okay, which she's like, well, what about the rest of my family? Like, your, my dad's okay, but what about the rest of my family? Right. So she calls this lady back and um, had more information. And she's like, okay, they life lighted him. By the time I got down, I was in the ambulance and, and got service on my phone. I'd gotten a hold of her. I'm like, Lisa, he's going to be at IMC or he's going to be at um, the U of U hospital. So just start heading that way. And um, so Alyssa, for some reason, opened her phone to find friends and it showed that Gentry was at the um, Provo Hospital. I can't even think of the name of it. My brain's Not gone. the one that you thought he was going no, to. Complete opposite direction. Oh, gosh. And then as she's looking at the fine friends thing, it went from that Provo Hospital to um, Roosevelt, where we were. And the reason why is Gentry had an eye watch on. So it captured the Apple Watch. Oh. But then as Alyssa's looking at her phone, it switched back because Brock had Gentry's phone. The phone had flown back oh. and and Brock had caught it. Gosh. So it's like, I mean, that was like another miracle. Yeah. So she could head to the correct hospital. Right. So she actually saw him before he went into surgery. So he was the only one that got life lighted. Uh-huh. And yep. you, the rest of you all went in an ambulance. ambulance. Uh -huh. And then later they ended up life lighting Shad from the hospital over to the hospital that Gentry was at. Wow. So do you get taken to see him at? No. Where no. do you get taken? So I get just taken to the hospital in Roosevelt. So I get checked mm -hmm. out. I'm like, we all were good. You know, we could just check out. So a friend had come down to go to the rodeo with us that night from where we live. And she's like, we're taking you home. So they drove us home. We didn't even have keys because Gentry had the keys in his pocket, wow. which were life lighted. So yeah. our cars stuck there with no way to get home. So these friends drove us home and then um, I couldn't go to the hospital. So the next morning, I my daughter stayed in a trailer outside of the hospital. Oh, is this because of COVID? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah, no one would let us in. Oh my gosh. So we get there and we're just camped out in the parking lot hoping some house. And what are they telling you? That we can't go in. But what are they saying is wrong with him? Are um, they telling you what's they're wrong? They're telling Alyssa. I didn't oh. get any information. So, because they'd done all the confirmation stuff with like approvals yeah. or whatever with her because I was in the hospital myself. Yeah. So um, the next, I think it was like two days later, what, the doctor finally called me and I'm like, I need, like, what can I do? How do I get in to see him? He's like, he's not doing great. He's like, but we're, he like kind of just told me all the situations, you know, what they're trying to get from him. And so, um, Gentry still wasn't conscious at this point. He was still, he, like they'd put him in surgeries, but he still wasn't, he'd mm -hmm. not come to, um, I remember they let me, 
no, they didn't. I didn't even FaceTime him yet. So I'm like going crazy because I'm like, I've got to get into my husband. He does, he's going to think I left him. Yeah. He doesn't know what's going on right. or what happened. So no one will let me in. The doctor who is over Gentry is like, I actually think it's important that you're there. So I'm like, the doctor is approving me to go there. I'm like telling the president of the hospital. Right. I'm like, I need to get in. Your rules state that if the doctor approves it, then you should let me mm-hmm. in. But the dumb lady who's over patient care said no. True story. So the crazy thing is I had some connections with our governor. Yeah. And um, governor made a phone call. And so then talked to the president of the hospital. They let me go in there for 15 minutes to see Gentry. Was so he I, awake? He had just woken up. So I went in there and I just told him everything that had happened. And then they made me leave again. It's It was crazy. I, I still get so angry yeah. at the whole yep. COVID restriction yeah. things. Like, But um, yeah, so I, that's, it was just not a fun time. I can't even imagine. Two weeks in, they were able to have um, one one person. No, no, no two weeks and you could have two people in there to come visit you. So we were able to go in. And I remember I let Brock come in with me first because yeah. Brock had seen him mm. last. And I think Brock needed that to just know he was okay. How long was Gentry in the hospital overall? He was in the hospital for a month. A month. Mm-hmm. Surgeries? Uh-huh. So he had, he broke like all of his facial bones, like his cheeks, like jaw, all of his teeth. Like Gosh. had his front teeth had been knocked out mm-hmm. completely. The other ones were like shaved in half. He had one tooth up in his cheekbone that we didn't, he couldn't even take it out for a month. He had to have surgeries because his eye was falling back because the socket that held the eye was broken too. Um, he broke his C1, T12, and L5 um, spine. He had a spinal cord injury at T12. So he still has drop foot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember they were like, it didn't even... Like they told me these, in, oh, he broke his femur twice or in two different spots and he broke his tibia fibula. Um, I remember they. Just, I remember telling people like what the injuries were and my brother-in-law's dad who has a spinal cord injury himself, he's like, he called me, he's like, did they mention anything about a spinal cord injury? I'm like, no, I didn't even think about a spinal cord yeah. injury, you know? So then I remember asking the doctor the next time and they're like, well, we don't know yet. We're, we're still you know, checking things. But I remember like his one leg he could feel and then the other leg he could move. And then, uh, gosh, it was probably two weeks in when he could finally move both legs. So, but we didn't know to the extent. And spinal cord injuries, like five years later, you can have changes too. So as of right now, he's, he can still walk. He just has drop foot on the one foot, but like Shad has the exact same T12 spinal cord injury, but his is a more complete injury. Mm. So he doesn't have bowel and bladder. He does he, he can't feel his legs as Gentry still can't feel his legs, but Shad's is, I would say, worse. So Gentry's initial injuries were much worse than Shad's, but I think Shad's long-term injuries are worse. Gotcha. But so. still miraculous that they that were alive. Yeah. There were seven plane crashes that month in Utah and we were the only survivors. Isn't that crazy? I mean, do you it's like I, I think people will I don't know. Their first reaction would think, oh, they must just be so grateful. They must just have uh-huh. this new lease on life. But I also think you must walk around with some PTSD. Oh, it's for all a of it. While. It's all of it. Um, one of my friends, it was her husband that died in one of those plane mm-hmm. crashes. So there's like survivor's guilt yes. that you feel like so grateful, yeah. so, so grateful. But yeah. then also it's like, but like, why didn't they get? Yeah to live too, you know, Mm -hmm. um, PTSD for sure. There was, um, 
So that was also a little bit of why we moved here. Yes. So we, um, should I go into that part? Yes, please do. What brought you to Nashville? Yeah, so we needed to expand and that was kind of the first thing. And I just, being at home, we loved it, Mm -hmm. but it also was like a reminder of how everything in life has changed, Mm -hmm. you know? And sometimes it's like, not fun. Right. Um, like hard to kind of move past. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so I was just like, we had visited Nashville to visit some friends. And I just remember like, we just felt peace mm, here. Like a fresh start. Uh-huh. Cause did it, does it get to a point where like, I can imagine like when Gentry came home, did you feel like all you were doing was talking about the plane crash or uh-huh. yeah, just kind but of like, I don't know what to my talk life, about. And that's all my life was because for the first year and a half, he's in a wheelchair. We're doing all the rehab things. It's like, you just did, I was just a nurse, like not just a nurse, but like, you know, I was so consumed with what was going on with him and how to get him better. So, and what's happening with Betty's at this point? Oh my gosh. So that was actually like, I have the best team in the world Mm. and they took over on everything. And I, I say this too, because so many people had said, you need to work on your business, not in your business. And that doesn't resonate with me because I was so involved. Mm. And at that point, I couldn't be involved. Like I couldn't physically yeah. go into the office. I had to be at the hospital or I had to be taking him to doctor's appointments. And so that's when I our team changed and grew so much too because I wasn't mm-hmm. over everything because I couldn't be, yeah. you know? So it's like these terrible things happen, but really good things come out of it. Right. So you kind of make the decision of we need fresh start, yeah. maybe mm-hmm. different scenery. Yep change of pace, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Yep. And you come to visit Nashville. Yep. And you just, what, fell in love with we it? We loved it. Yeah. yeah. And I think it was just that we just needed peace. And like, mm. we have so many friends and family and um, the business and everything's in Utah that when we came out here, it was just like a little bit of like just us, yeah. you know? It was like us and then the two boys. And then Alyssa, we flew back for with her husband for a month and they stayed with us. And it was just so healing yeah. to just have Utah family time. Is Utah the kind of place where you everywhere you go, you know somebody, they yes. all know your story. Yes. They're all asking how Gentry is, how mm-hmm. you are. Want yes, to know which is so crash. great Every, yeah. that everyone cares. But then it's hard to move forward yes. sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, and I will say like in the worst of times, and I tell people if like somebody's going through something hard or traumatic, I'm like, watch how much goodness there is. Mm. Like people are good. Because yeah. like in, I feel like in 2020, the politics were so polarizing. Yes. Everything was oh like, everyone was yes. angry at everything. And I just, like, we had people I didn't know drop by meals or people mm. like send a card or like old friends from high school show up. And I'm just like, during this most awful time, you saw the best in people. Yeah. So... I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, when you moved to Nashville, where, when you were meeting people, did you feel like you didn't want to share that story? Like, did you feel like you wanted to just kind of like leave that behind? And no, yes and no. Like, I think it is a big part of us, you know. And um, but it's like we just got to just kind of be, yeah, you know. So like, if we didn't want to say anything, we didn't have to, right? You know. But like, and, people, and your boys if, moved. Uh-huh. Yep. So how, because they were 16 at the mm-hmm. time of yep. a plane crash and boys tend maybe not to be the best at expressing yeah. their feelings or yeah. their emotions and all that stuff, which I mean, even just talking to you, obviously being in a plane crash is highly emotional and stressful mm-hmm. and PTSD. Mm-hmm. How did they 
express themselves after? How do they cope as teenage boys? So the first um, couple months, so, well, the day of the plane crash, I remember we got twin size mattresses and put them in on the floor in my bedroom mm-hmm. and they slept on my floor. And every night for the first, I don't know, a couple weeks, they would wake up screaming and they didn't know, like mm-hmm. they weren't awake, but yeah. they would just- Did they have injuries? Like, so Boston fractured his hip and Brock just had bruises. Okay. Like, again, how does this yeah. happen? So, um, but then they still had a hard time. So like when Gentry came home from the hospital mm-hmm. a month later, I'm like, okay, dad's home. You guys need to go back to your bedrooms. And like the next morning I woke up and walked outside and they were sleeping on the floor outside of my door. And I think mm-hmm. it was just like, they were just still traumatized. Like they yeah. just needed to be close. Trying um, to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they didn't go back to school. They did online school their sophomore year mm-hmm. because I was so worried about them bringing COVID home to Gentry and right. Gentry getting sick. So they just did online school and they actually loved it. It was great. So then when we moved to Tennessee, it was the beginning of their junior year. Mm. So that was like their first high school experience. Wow. Which is yeah. crazy. Yeah. Their first high school experience as a junior. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So what about the first time you got on a plane? That was really hard. It was when we came here. To and s- just to visit. Yep. And yeah. Gentry was in a wheelchair. So I'm like pushing him and they wouldn't let us sit by each other. And I just remember like. What? Because he's in a wheelchair? No, because of COVID. Oh my gosh. It's actual insanity. But wait, why can you not sit next to each other? I don't know. Okay. It was part of their stupid fake rules. Okay. So, and it was even a first class ticket. So it was like Gentry was here yeah. and then I had to be behind diagonal to okay. him or something. And I just remember like looking at the girl and I'm like, can I please sit by my husband? Like you, Cause like you have no idea. I've got no my idea. mask on yeah. and I'm just crying. Oh. Like, and so once the plane had t- taken off, I was like, I couldn't handle it anymore. And I just like went up and sat next to him. And I was like, they can get mad at me. I yeah, don't care. Yeah. But but you were fine. Kind of. Yeah. How many flights have you taken since? A million. But you the have. thing is too is, and my sister, who's also our therapist, she's like, it's exposure therapy, Betsy. So mm. I also didn't want that to like own us and like control our life. I wanted to be able to still do things yeah. and like live life. Tell us, I just totally, uh, when you just said that about exposure therapy, um, would you share what you were telling me about acupuncture and how healing you have found it? Oh my gosh, that was awesome. So, wait, which parts? Well, you I were just saying I how, you, you were saying how you had found that you had gone to acupuncture mm-hmm. or something, or maybe, I think you would take, oh, you had taken Jaslyn yeah. to acupuncture. And you were just saying that she could like, I think, see all this stuff on Jaslyn. Like she and put, me. and you like put a needle in and like. No, before we even started. So I'm like there and I just have a smile on my face yeah. and I'm just like. Why did you go it? to acupuncture? Well, I had just heard that it like could help with things. Like okay. I didn't know. I was like, okay. does it help with anxiety? Okay, great. I'll, You'd never I'll try it. it. I'll try it. Yeah. So I go in there and she's talking to me at first and she's like, um, so how are you? I'm like, good, good. And she's like, really? Because I don't see that. I'm like, what? Wow. And she's like, no, I see like, and she just starts going in and I like start bawling. I'm like, I'm yeah. not good. I'm not good. <laughs> you caught me. I'm not good. I'm a yeah. mess. Yeah. So she, it was funny because after that, I remember it was like, I used to like measure my sleep every night yeah. and I had like my record sleep after that night. So I don't know if. I don't know what it is. I think acupuncture works. I've had Gentry go back a few times too. So, well, I've heard that too. That they'll say um, if you can just kind of hold on and, and work your way through. Like if some spots are uh-huh. more sore than others. I don't. I haven't done it. I keep saying I want to do yeah. it, but I haven't. Oh, you got to go to my girl. Yeah, she's unbelievable. Like I, she can literally see what's going on when like, you walk in. 
Oh yeah. You can't try to fake it. No, there's no faking it. She just, (laughs) she's just like knows. And it's almost like on a, like, like a spiritual level or something. Like, cause she knew so much about Jaslyn too. And Jaslyn's like, Looking at me like, how does she know this? Yeah. Did you tell her before? You briefed her before I came in. No, I didn't. No, but is Jaslyn thinking that? Oh. Like she's wondering how oh, yeah. she knows all yeah. this? No, no. Oh I, well, gosh. I told Jaslyn how amazing she was. I'm yeah. like, just go in, you know. Did it? Do you find that it gave you, like when you survive, you had literally had a near-death experience uh-huh. and survived something that most people mm-hmm. don't survive. Does it indeed give you a new lease yes. on life? Yes, because I think I every time I spend money or do something, I'm like, it's, I told, it's to make memories. Like, that's right. what I want. Like, everything I do is for, like, memories with our family. Mm. So, I love that. You're not just maybe, saving it for everything. Yeah, day. like, I'm just like, no. Like, we um, did an Airbnb at a lake house, and it's probably not our best investment. For right. sure it's not. But I'm like, Gentry, that's where I want to spend time with our family. And right. then if we can rent it out, like, that's great. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I just want to make memories. Like, yeah. I just want to have these times with our family. And yeah. I just think that, like, family... And like our time together means so much more. Mm-hmm. I love so, that. Yeah. Um, okay. So Brock and, Bo- uh, wait, Boston's one going on the Brock mission. Is. Okay. Brock's yep. one going on the mission yep. trip. So tell everybody about that. Cause that's the last time I saw you, he was thinking, mm-hmm. he was thinking yep. about going. Yep. And he decided to go on a mission. And so in our church, they call you and they just decide the day you're going to leave. Well, you give them an availability date. So he said like, I'm available August 1st mm-hmm. and they, um, they, I mean, they ask a couple little questions, but nothing like, so he got his call and it's for two years. So he's going to be gone for two years. I don't get to talk to him. I mean, I, sorry, I get to talk to him, but I don't get to see him. Mm. You know, I get to FaceTime him as much as I yeah. see him. So he got called to Brazil and the day he flies out is our three-year anniversary. So I just keep thinking like, yeah, maybe he was like, wow. we were saved so that he yeah. can go teach people about Jesus. Wow. So, oh my gosh. Anyway. I love that. Will you be able to go to Brazil? When we, so when he's done with his mission, it's really common okay. to go like pick your kids up. Okay. But so you I, don't, you're not supposed to go. It's no, not like camp. But I would probably, I mean, there's like a chance I might <laughs> you just break rules. to show up in Brazil. Oh, I, I need it to here. go to, it's for business. <laughs> yes. Maybe it's like a Betty's thing. You're yeah. opening up a, a plan. Something. In, in, uh, yeah. in Brazil. Oh, I love that. All right. So Betty's, back to Betty's, yeah. that you're opening up in Brazil. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, you are doing more, though, than just the zipper bedding now. Like, uh-huh. now you have king-size stuff, you have blankets, you duvets. have duvets. We reinvented the duvet. You I did reinvent like, the, yes, tell everyone about yeah. that. So I, when we wanted to add things to, you know, our, our product line, I was like, I would want a duvet, but I hate duvets mm-hmm. because they're such a pain. So we changed it. So rather than, like, trying to go through a pillowcase and shove <laughs> Which the is crap. me, yeah. Yeah, no. Wait, you don't have one of our duvets? I don't. I don't have a duvet. I, okay. I'm sending you a duvet. Here's what okay. I have. I have. You are going to have one of our duvets and you're going to love it. Okay. I promise well, you. I guarantee it. The, the bedding. So I have the bedding, which yeah. I put on. No, here's the deal. Dylan is 16, but uh-huh. it's amazing. Yeah. And it's, okay, also the minky fabric. It's the best. <laughs> I'm like, wait. Ava was like, wait, why don't I have this? Then I got the white blanket, the big okay. one you put out at Christmas, the uh-huh. cable knit, uh-huh. which is amazing. Um, and then I got recently the Ava throw. Okay. Have but that. you haven't gotten her a bedding either? No, I never got her a bedding. Well, I, I got. I know someone. I got, you know someone? Okay, you uh, yeah. I got the Ava throw. I got that one and I have that no. on my sofa, which I love with the pom-poms. Yes. 
Um, but no, I don't have. I've seen. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So what's the du- so the duvet is zippers. Okay. So the duvet zips on two sides. So you flip it open. So you can just like place it in, and we put four extra ties. So normally there's ties in each corner, yes. but then the middle sags. Y- yes. We don't this want is that. My point. We don't want that. So we put ties in the middle. Okay. This is genius because that so, is so true. Yeah. I am constantly trying to hold the duvet, uh-huh. and if anyone's ever had their husband offer to help them put the duvet cover on. And I'm like, no, really, I'm good. I have this. He's like, no, let me, it's, the, he always says, the job is easier with two. I'm like, it depends on the two, really. Like, <laughs> let's be honest. I'm faster alone at putting the sheets on the bed. And when John puts on a duvet cover, it is the most aggressive thing you have ever seen. He shoves it in. He does not tie the corners in. No. He doesn't hold anything. He just keeps You're going to love this. You are going to love this. Okay. It will change I'm your life. I'm super excited. I, but I really you're right you. because you're like, hold on to the corners. Yeah. And you hold the corners. Yeah. And, it, and then the middle sag. Uh-huh. This yeah. is, see, I mean, again, you have like, the genius all ideas. All these things that drive me crazy. Did you Have you seen our bed skirts? Not seen the bed okay, skirts. Okay, so the bed skirts, because, so this is what happened. We went to our first trade show and we okay. made bed skirts because- to make bed skirts. Well, everyone would ask if we made bed skirts and I'm like, yes, but don't buy them. They're terrible. Oh, I like what, t- cause they were just like a traditional bed okay. skirt. So finally I'm like, I can't sell something that I don't like. Right. I would literally just tell people don't buy it. Right. That's what I did. So at least you're being honest. I know. Right. <laughs> so what I did is I'm like, mom, it needs to be on a fitted sheet. It's got to stay in place. Cause I can't stand when, when you look at a bed skirt and it's like wonky, yeah. you know? So she's like, Betsy, I don't understand. And the other thing about Betty's is it's so nice and tucked in. But yes. if the mattress shifts, then you see the ugly white true, center. True. And nobody got time for that. True. So, okay. So we made it so that the bed skirt comes up and over the top four inches, but it's attached to a fitted sheet. So now that fitted sheet holds it right where it needs to be. Oh, and then if your mattress shifts over at all, you're still not seeing the white center because you've got four inches on each side. Smart, I mean, huh? you have been like top, middle, bottom. Every size yeah. bed, mm-hmm. you know, we had in our, we've had two sets of bunk beds and I've gotten rid of both of them. Cause and they're terrible. Cause they're terrible. The boys especially are never making mm-hmm. that top bunk. And it, you always want it to look like the Pottery Barn Kids magazine cover. And it doesn't. And it never, I know. ever. Till now. Till now. Mm-hmm. And it's so true. But that's why I hope yeah. every mom listening that's like, find a need. Like, yeah. what do you wish? What do they wish yeah. they had? Okay. I did read somewhere that, uh, where did I read this? That in, you can confirm or deny or choose to say nothing. Uh, (laughs) that in 2021, that Betty's revenue topped $45 million. Is that crazy? I mean, it's just amazing. It's what it is. Honestly. Do you know what else though? Is I thought I'd be rich by then. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, wait, well, and you've still not gotten the LIFO. No. No, it's crazy but because a as house. a growing a so, like yes, yes, yeah, not a not a who very who needs sm- lipo? <laughs> who needs lipo? It was for an investment. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. <laughs> maybe maybe lipo is an investment. Maybe. No, I'm kidding. Okay, so um, that's the crazy thing is, it's you're a growing company. Yeah, what you're doing is just re putting it, it back in, in to buy more freaking products. So I think unless you stabilize, you love it. Yeah. Right? Because you're not yeah. like, okay, I'm tapping out. Yeah. Because you could probably I do tap sell out, out though. I know, but tap, tap out. out of the product, like product, <laughs> like I'm done. I'm selling it. Yeah. Yeah. Because you yeah. could probably cash in. Maybe. Right? I don't know. Do the boys have any desire to? No. They have no, no but idea. we have a business partner. So it's like, she's mm. not going to give it to her kids, nor am I going to give it to my okay. kids, you know? But so, your kids together, because you said they were like around the same age. They don't have a desire to no, take no. over Betty's. No. Anything new coming up for Betty's? 
Yeah, we have some like really exciting stuff, which I have to tell you off camera because I okay. can't tell oh, you. Okay, okay, okay. Because it's like it's furniture, like, beds, no. actual beds. I mean, a we, bed that makes itself. Okay. It's just <laughs> sewn into the headboard. <laughs> okay, I will tell you one thing. Yeah. We have a pillow that I swear to you was going to go viral. Okay. It's insane because there's no such thing as a pillow that's like good for me and good for my husband. Yeah. Until ours. Okay. I'm going to send you one. Is it? You're going to die. No. Okay. Oh no. It's okay. so much better. I could Tempur-Pedics were like not great for me. I don't know. I have like one that's, but it's not a. You, you just wait. Okay. You just wait. I'm going to get you one. I'm so, okay. okay. And I will be sure to show everybody. So that's my sneak peek that I'm going to give your podcast. Okay. Perfect. But there's something else even bigger coming. I feel like it's a bed. I feel like it's an I mean, actual bed. <laughs> I'm not, not going to say anything. Sofa, car. I'm not going to say. Ooh, a car? A car. Yeah. Betty's car. Just zip it all up. <laughs> That's right. If you were to, I don't want to bring this on you, but if you were to look, I'm, I'm sure you definitely live in the moment because of what happened. But if you were to kind of like perfect day 10 years from now, like mm-hmm. where do you see, what, what are you seeing for yourself in the future? I think. I want, this is just what I want though, is I, and this is kind of why we moved to the middle of nowhere. Mm. Um, I just want to live kind of a quiet life that's like maybe have some farm animals Mm -hmm. and like a place for like my kids to come back with grandkids, Mm. you know? I love that. I just want to stay in Nashville. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Open up a Betty's here. Yeah. We need to. Yeah. We We actually really do. But yeah. I just, the there's something peaceful here. Did you know that somebody told me that there were like healing rocks under Nashville? Have you heard that? I actually have heard that. Is that crazy? Yeah. I'm, I'm like, that's I, weird I, that we I, were so attracted to it. Yeah. I can't really, I can't remember the story. I'll have to look that I'm up. I'm going to believe it because I felt healing coming here. Yeah. Well, and I feel like you're probably pretty in touch with your feelings. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> after I'm just an emotional person. After, well, after no. everything you've been through. Yeah. Well, I so appreciate you being here. And I Thank appreciate you. you just sharing your story of becoming an entrepreneur and just being an inspiration to moms and young moms out there who maybe are not doing something that's fueling their passion right now. And um, maybe this is their sign that... Have you ever heard, uh, read it. the book Big Magic? No. By uh, Elizabeth... Is it kind of like The Secret? No, or like, oh, I don't have read this. I haven't read this. I think but I'm the I've only person on earth that's Same. not read nope, this. Me. Oh, me, you need both. I tried, but the voice drove me nuts. Okay, well, and I, we were talking. About, I'm not an audible listener. Mm-hmm. Like I like to read the book. Yeah, but I just, I don't know. I just didn't. But Big Magic, you'll have to read it. It is all about the ideas that never come to be, the inventions oh. that never come to be, and there's all these statistics that by the time an actual product comes out that is launched, like there's X amount of people who have also had the same idea in their head, which yeah. they call big magic and choose not to do anything with. So it's all about how to, if you have these ideas in your head, one of my kids is very like, keeps always having these uh-huh. ideas. I'm like, you have to read this book because it's about writing everything down because it might not be the right idea for you right this moment, but in a year or two years or three yeah. years. So that, this is, that, Actually, Betty's, it's really was your, good. Betty's was your big magic. Yeah. You'll have to listen to that book because it's really good. Okay, I will. Well, well, I so appreciate you being here. Thank you. And uh, everyone needs to get themselves some... Betty's beddings. Yes. Thank you for being here. You're a real ray of sunshine, Betsy. Well, thank you. I've loved getting to know you. Well, thank you. Thanks for being here. Thanks.